0: everyone. My name is Bart Sharp, and this show is Becoming Quantum Conscious, as we explore all forms of consciousness of different varieties on this show. And we are at United United Public Radio Network, UNPR and UFO Paranormal Network out of New Orleans, Louisiana, in that beautiful city. Yesterday, they were celebrating Mardi Gras, so there were parties in the streets, and everybody's sweeping it up and getting their ashes put on today if, uh, in that lovely city. Would think that those people. And today, we have Ricardo Gonzalez, a longtime friend. We've done some wonderful projects together, uh, and um, he just has a variety of experiences. Which an hour will hardly cover it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give you read you a little bit of a description of Ricardo or, or his bio. Ricardo Gonzalez, founder of Finding Your Way Laugh Path, Finding Your Life Path Company, and president of the Auto Austin Metaphysical Academy. Ricardo was a ma- master psychic reader. He has recently been certified as a master level psychic due to his vast service in the metaphysical readings and teaching. Ricardo was a native Texan, born and raised in the western region of Texas in Abilene. Everything is really flat. He has Mm -hmm. been seeing spirits since he was nine years old. Ever since then, he has been fascinated with spirituality, metaphysics, and curderism. In his wide variety of experiences, he has become an ordained metaphysical minister from the International Metaphysical Ministry University Seminary, CMP certified, that would be a metaphysical practitioner. In addition, he holds a bachelor in metaphysical science. In Austin, Ricardo works in the metaphysical community as a psychic advisor, medium, and tarot reader. His mastery is certified due his continual practice for 35 years. He was one of the busiest psych- psychics in Central Texas, serving hundreds of people every year. Yes. So we have somebody very dedicated to the field. Ricardo Gonzalez, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, Bart. Thank you very much. Thank you for everybody who's watching and listening. And I hope that you enjoy the show. We're going to talk about a lot of good things especially in the metaphysical community.
0: Yes, and, and one of the things that fascinates me is Ricardo's been doing this since he's been a child and he was a medium at nine years old. It's probably the kind of kid that says, mom, don't sit there. Uncle George is <laughs> sitting there, you know? Yes, I, I haven't have ex- well, he had a left. <laughs> that's true, that's
1: true, Bart. In fact, I have an excellent story about when I was nine years old, how I would see ghosts and spirits in the house. And I would always run around the house telling my parents that there's a man in the house. So, my father, being the father that he was, he would walk around with a bat like he's trying to beat up somebody. But in reality, there was nobody there. And I was driving my parents up the wall because I kept on seeing this man in the house and nobody could understand what it was. So, it got to the point where my parents were like, Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. You see, whatever. Okay, we're okay with it. But I kept on seeing spirits and ghosts and all these people walking around the house and my dad's my dad's trying to beat them up, you know.
0: And so it's lucky, lucky you had a background with your fair grandfather being a curandero. Oh yes, I had
1: a lot of background, a lot of studies that I did with him. I would spend, uh, in curanderismo or curanderos, I would spend my summers at the farm that my uh, grandfather lived in. And every summer my parents would take me up there along with cousins. And, of course, we will help to maintain the farm or the ranch or whatever. But my grandfather would spend there the evenings talking to us about spiritual values, spiritual healing, and how to heal people through curandarism. Curando, uh, cura, means to cure. So it's a healing type of process that he showed me. So I spent many years with my grandfather of really learning the craft and how to do it. And of course, as I became older, I decided to walk away from him or from my grandfather because I was a little bit more mature. And, you know, I didn't have to spend the time over there with him. But I spent the time in public libraries and 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 talking to people and finding everything that I could think about the subject line. So there was a lot of a background that I learned about it, and it was fascinating. Yeah. Work. And I still found it fascinating. Yes, time Yeah, was. yeah.
0: Uh, so um, could you tell me? I have two questions at once. Huh. Uh, the origins of where this came from and really what the source is. Okay, yeah. And as well as uh, what are some of the basic values that your grandfather taught you? Sure, no
1: problems at all. Well, curandero or curanderismo is basically a practice that happened and came from the Latin America. What it is, is a practice from the regions that came through. This is what occurred back in the 17th and 19th century. People would get ill and sick, and it would take about two or three days of traveling time just to go see a doctor. Well, as time progressed, the community in the Latin America said that there has to be a different way to cure or heal somebody. So they started developing um, ideas, tips, healing ways and processes. And this is where the development of this community called curanderos came through. A curandero is male figure. A curandera is female. So basically what we were trying to do is heal people. They would do things such as heal the animals or maybe a pregnant woman. Or maybe there was a child that would have a sore throat or a cough. So different methodologies and different ways were being built. These traditions came through from generation to generation, and this is where the quran community and society came through. In the United States, it's only been here for about 125 years. So in our eyes, in our ways, it's a very fresh thing to do here. And there's a lot of methodologies behind it. There's a lot of services that you can do. And it was all based because people couldn't get to their doctor right away. They needed to cure whatever the ailment was. So we Uh, found things such as plants or maybe healing from animals or maybe there was a way that you could use oils or maybe there was something that you could do with a massage from a broken arm or a a rib that's out of place.
0: Was there there also um, just just a hands-on healing or something like that type of modality along with that?
1: yes it was what we call nowadays is Reiki back then they didn't have that name or entitlement Ooh. they just they just um uh, notified it or used it as energy healing that was the actual talk and recommendation of doing that so if somebody has some kind of ailment that was going on with depression depression or an emotional state mm-hmm. they would do energy healing and of course today's world we call it Reiki And back then it was energy healing. So that was that kind of healing that would come across. A lot of these were natural bases. It was done naturally. It was done by something, whatever the situation was. So if you had a sore throat, they would use herbalism in order then to figure out what herb would be great to heal the sore throat. If it was a broken arm or a, a, uh, dislocated shoulder blade that we use massage to kind of put that blade back into place. Mm. If somebody was feeling depressed or down and out or they didn't know how to feel, this is where the energy healing will become or what we call nowadays is Reiki. And this Mm. is where it actually came. So we became natural healers and we pulled several modalities from different different things, different talks, different
0: situations
1: and yes but, we brought religion in it.
0: We brought, would, would it would those i'm just thinking of reiki i'm not a, a reiki practitioner uh-huh. myself but of course they use symbols that you know of course channel in a source of energy uh-huh. what would be some of your sources of energy would it be something like the earth or the sun or something yes. elemental
1: yes something the earth and sun but what we would also do, also do is bring saints angels and deities Hmm. because an actual healer a curandero or curandera knows how to pull those energies in during a treatment. Wow. So they knew the philosophy and how to do it and what you needed to do. Hmm. You know, meditation was a big deal in order for us to do the work. So the people who do this kind of work, they literally meditated for about an hour in the morning before they get started with any kind of work. During that meditation time, they would pull in the saints, the angels, the gods, the goddesses, the spirit Mm. guides, anything that they can think of that would help them to shift the energy of the individual, whatever the process was.
0: Wow. So I wanted to ask you another question about this. Do you suspect that the sources that those people had in the 1700s began hundreds of years before that? Oh, yes, true. There's a, there's, a, there's a technique that I use
1: um, in order for me to heal the spirit, and it's called Olympia. What it really is is a spiritual clearing. And there's a technique that we do in order for us to clear that. But this kind of demonstration or this kind of process has been around over 250 years. It's just been passed down from generation to generation. And there is different ways of actually doing the practice. Just depends on what needs to happen. But this limpia, or spiritual healing, is a way to actually go to the person who's either depressed, down and out, or feels a negative energy around them. And this practice helps them to heal that, so they will not feel that way anymore. There is a methodology you have to go through, and it is a very long thing that you have to go through. But at the end of the treatment, the actual client feels very strong, very good, very uplifted, very positive, very motivated, and the list goes on and on. Mm. Great, great wow.
0: treatment to do. That's that's wonderful. Yes, it's, it's just amazing the, uh, the ancient qualities, and something so ancient comes in when the uh, the settlers or the people from Europe came over. Uh, we won't mention any names and countries, <laughs> um, but you know they brought in more of a intellectual linear sense to it which shifted it, and yet then you have this wonderful marriage of something much more feminine, uh, more magical and Earth and and sun-based, but also solar system-based. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever you, know, whenever you do this work, you're pulling from all sources. It's not from um, one being. You pull from the sun. You pull from uh, Mother Earth. You pull from the moon you pull
0: pull from water energies from tree yes. energies so so i want to ask you this question mm-hmm. just could you just give me an example of how you would pull energy because this sure. is this is you know something universal that so many healers and psychics and do we pull we 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 source energy and everybody's ability and ways they do it is is sometimes uniquely their own so i'm always fascinated to see how people do it Okay, no
1: problems. The way that I was trained and the philosophy that I know is in order for you to pull energy in, you have to open up your heart. So you put your heart in a position where it opens to receive any energy that comes through. Mm -hmm. Then you relax, the relax thyself. And you tell thyself that I will receive whatever energy comes through. The other day, I went by our... uh, we have a, a, a lake that is here to the city that I live in. And I went by the shores and I sat there close to it. And as I sat there to open my heart, I said to the water energies, please come into my physical body. I was saying it mentally and emotionally and stable. And as I did that for the 10 to 15 minutes, all I felt is this water. It was like a glass of water was being poured into my heart. So I built the water energy coming through to me. Then I walked away with the water energy. And I knew very well that as I did the work that I needed to do, I needed that water energy to do the work that I need to do. So this is how you do it. The more you open your heart, the more you receive whatever needs to receive, the better your work will become.
0: Exactly. I, I, total, I so totally agree. And, and in, in this world where everybody, There's a tendency for everybody to be intellectual, Mm -hmm. think things through, and they and they look at the psychic world as how do I figure this out
1: Mm -hmm. instead
0: of how do I feel it and viscerally run it through my body. But if when we're talking about the heart, we're also talking about our own conscious Mm -hmm. and so much about what our own conscious, our guilt, our shame, or repressed stuff. Is really manages or inhibits what we can actually perceive in our heart. That is true. Not that the heart is uh, limited in itself. It's more we're limited in what we can access due to our own limitations. That's true. We're the ones who limit our heart to receive whatever needs to be received.
1: It's more of a subconscious to a conscious level versus the heart level. If you learn and teach yourself, how to work with your heart to make it work for you, you will receive a lot more than what you're actually receiving at this moment.
0: At yeah, time. yeah. That's so, something that I've learned. Exactly. So my guess is that these are some of the uh, important principles that you teach at uh, Austin Metaphysical Academy. Yes, They're it a school is school here in Austin, Texas, to teach people psychic and uh, abilities and uh, how to put those out to the world.
1: Yes, true. That's something that we do at the Austin Metaphysical Academy. I established this school back in 2013. um, And the reason why I established it is because I felt that the metaphysical community didn't have a recognition or didn't have some kind of educational source in Mm -hmm. order for us to get that one question answered. And I myself personally, I tried to look for that and I couldn't find it. So I said, how come we don't have a source? I don't understand why this community does not and this community, the metaphysical community, has been around for thousands of years. They just started to practice, you know? So as time progressed, I said, well, I need to fix this. <laughs> and the way that I decided to fix it is starting on an academy and really bringing these sources together for people to actually learn more and maybe mm. explore or maybe get that one question answered. You know, because we all walk around Mother Earth going like, Man, I want that question answered, but I don't know who to go to. You know, we all do that. I know I do that quite often. And uh, I decided to develop the academy. So since 2013, I've had over 420 people come through the school for some kind of certification, idea, thought, or something mentoring or molding, or maybe get that one question answered. So it's a very good, strong academy for those who are in the metaphysical world.
0: Yes, yes. I, I, I remember one of your first uh, students uh, seven or eight years ago, Ricardo and I used to do metaphysical uh, fairs together. There mm-hmm. were uh, eight to 10 years ago, there were a lot of them in Austin. And we were in the first circles and seeing his first student there was a young man, about 25, is so cool. His father was kind of off to the side watching his son take this big step to a new profession. Uh, And uh, I just thought it was just amazing how much pride there was. You know, so many of us, when we're psychics, either we're very grandiose about it or we're afraid to get out of the closet, one of the two.
1: That's true. And that's something that I learned about having and and holding the academy. I remember when this young man that uh, that Bart's talking about, you know, he came and he was leery at the beginning. But then as time progresses, the more comfortable he became, he got to a point where he approached me and he says, I want it all. I want Mm -hmm. to learn everything you got, everything you can say, everything. I want it all. So he did. And he went through the process of going on. And he, he, he even taught for the Academy for a short period of time as time progressed. Um, but you know, the thing that I like about the Academy and being a psychic or really trying to get yourself developed is really opening that first door. And that first door is from fear, trying to get away from fear. So you can see yourself in a different light and really move yourself forward. And once you can get out of fear mode, I promise you the door is wide open. You learn so many things in this committee, even though that I have 35 years in doing this kind of work, I'm still learning something new almost every other day, yeah. you know, something yeah. that I didn't see, or maybe I didn't see it that way.
0: Oh, so I, I, a lot I, I, I so agree with you with, with mm-hmm. that, um, that we're always learning. And, and there's a man named Anthony just made this wonderful comment. And, and if you do have comments and questions for, uh, Ricardo, please uh, type them out on the chat. And uh, I know some of you are on chat, some of you are on radio. But he says, uh, Anthony says, very true. We all have some type of questions that we search for. And to have a source to go to is very rare. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, sure. and,
0: and it's so true that we're we're looking at books and we're, but to find somebody that is a um, I don't know what the male version of a crone is. Somebody <laughs> with experience. Um, we um, it's it's a precious gift, mm-hmm. and, and we're both in communities in Austin that we serve as the elders that mm-hmm. we hold that place, and and you have a a brick and mortar business, as they say. Yes. Uh, I just teach classes at a Casa de Luz, a vegetarian community. (laughs) But we there there's this interaction and I just keep seeing this with the people in their 20s and 30s of that curiosity to learn more. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And this even though that I um, might be a senior or they're calling me a master, I'm still learning more than what I thought. You know, it's so funny. I had a uh, client.
0: Okay, let me think hang on please. let me tell you why why ricardo calls himself a master uh, this was not something he put on himself but the community bestowed him with that title due to his 35 years of experience as a psychic as a reader at and all of these other talents and things that he has developed And that's a that's a that's a one thing is Ricardo has been a psychic. It came to him. He did not start practicing seeing ghosts. They showed (laughs) up. However, all of these other tools take this really magical consideration called practice and learning.
1: That is true. And, And that's
0: something that I have learned in
1: doing this work. It was so funny. I was talking to a client yesterday who's from Idaho. And he approached me saying that, look, you have so much information. You need to dump your brain into my brain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I started laughing. I said, well, I don't know if I can do that. But I can coach you and teach you and mold you and help you. So he was very grateful for that. And he's very, very true. You know, he does understand that sometimes you just got to get that person to answer that one question that's burning.
0: it's funny because what you because I've known you for a while. We Ricardo and I were uh, a little history. We uh, ran the um, Holistic Chamber of Commerce for a couple of years together. Mm -hmm. And uh, one class that he led and I kind of was the assistant was a business class. And we just answered business questions once a month for two hours. Anybody could come in and talk about their business and um, get answers. So um, at the end of it, Ricardo would always say, I think we helped somebody today. Yes. And and this is kind of separating just people who have knowledge and sincerely wish others to evolve as opposed to a guru. Mm Mm-hmm uh, that there's not much vested interest in our personal stuff with it. And of course that's, I'm not saying we're perfect, but there are thousands of people at that level that are just normal everyday people that are not the major uh, leaders in the world in the world of spirituality that are the gurus,
1: mm-hmm. That's uh, true.
0: it's a totally different world. And as you're looking for teachers, you might want to consider who's in your neighborhood. Who That's has had that knowledge that I just like to hear from.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. That is so true. Yes, and there's, there's hundreds of people, especially those who are mature. I will leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Those who are mature, there's a lot of people with great experience out there that really can help you, inform you, mold you, and mentor you. You really got to work with them. In fact, I work with some people who are in the curandera world or in the psychic world who are older than I am, and I still wow. learn the lessons from them. And there's some things that I, that I get from them, and they real, real good, fascinating information. Like I said, every single day, almost every other day, I'm learning something new. Or, or I'm exploring
0: something, or or something that nobody really has. Um, you haven't read it in a book, but when you hear it, it comes through your own um, uh, accommodations of in, of 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 knowledge, and you come up with something totally different that nobody else has heard, or that that you know think that nobody else has heard, and you. Of course, when it feels true, it's a good idea to speak it, and after mm-hmm. you speak it, it opens other people up, or you start seeing it all around you.
1: That's true. That's true. That's true. It's when when you when you seek an answer, the voice will come. Yes, and the voice will come in different ways. Yes,
0: that's something different that I've Yes. And I, want, I wanted to thank you, uh, Anthony or Daniel, as Ricardo knows him, saying that, that how much Ricardo has helped him uh, with, uh, I guess, his own development, but also to love each day that we walk with. Uh, and that's such an important part about this psychic journey. It's not about making yourself so much look cool. It is cool to talk to angels and to feel all of this, but ultimately we really want to develop. That's the basic premises.
1: That's true. Did you know very well that people, you know, one thing I do want to add to this conversation, and I think this will help a lot of people Mm -hmm. is that, and something I've learned in the 35 years of doing this work, we are all psychics, okay? Mm women have that women's intuition men have that gut feeling just by having those vibrations that is basically your psychic mind working with you exactly basically what's going on at that time so have you ever traveled down the road and something told you you better take this street instead of that street Or maybe you're at a grocery store and you're going like, oh, I don't know if I should get bread or not. And all of a sudden you talk yourself out of it. Those (laughs) are your psychic abilities working with you. Because psychically you're being told by spirits or higher gods or deities that this is not the right thing or not the right road. So you're actually working with your psychic abilities during that time period. That's what's going on.
0: Exactly. I know I've said this on, on, on this show several times. And I'll say it again, whenever I'm in that place where I'm looking for answers, I'm always asking questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, what what am I not getting about this? And generally, answers come. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Though sometimes I don't like them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And I hear that a lot from a lot of clients. They go, I was speaking to the universe the other night, and I didn't like the answer the universe was giving me. And I said, well... You might want to ask the question in a different way and maybe yeah. universe will give you a different answer.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I just think that pain is part of this reality. Well, we and agree. people think that more awareness will get you less pain, more money and a better date, <laughs> a better girlfriend or a better husband or whatever. And that's not it. It's more like. No, I'm more aware of all the things around me mm-hmm. that's true and when, I, when, I, when I uh, watch you because we did all of these fairs together of course Ricardo you know as soon as the fair opened, he had people at his table and <laughs> yep. you, and it was like you never got a chance to talk to him because he worked the entire time. he was one of these uh rare people that People were always coming to see like lining up and scheduling and all of that good stuff. But, you know, you're using tarot. And so, you know, it seemed to be this medium that pulled all of these other sources together for you. Is that is that true? That is true. That's true. Um,
1: tarot is just a tool. mediumship is just a tool. Being a psychic is just a tool. And it's a tool for you to connect to the other side or the spiritual world, however you want to see it, or the universe, however you want to see it. So basically what happens is whenever I do a psychic reading, uh, mediumship, or maybe pull some tarot cards, that's basically a tool that will help me to connect to the universal laws and see what's really going on. Because I have learned in my training to listen to the other side. Keep in mind and i want everybody to keep in mind that the universe is constantly talking to you but what happens is we don't listen we just refuse to listen because the answers are there for you and we just don't do that when you become more psychically ability or the ability under psychics you learn how to in tune and listen to that, or what we call that inner voice mm-hmm. that inner voice is actually the spiritual to- world talking to you and letting you know is your answer? And yes, there's some answers that are great, and some you're going like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about to go that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always amazing. Yes. Uh, and and we come from different places. I mean, to me, I call it intention. Wherever I put my intention or my focus, then I can start having perceptions of that. I might put my intention on a tree and feel the reality of a tree, or I might take it into my heart. Or if I'm working with somebody as a shaman, I may be in the world of their gut and feeling everything that is angst in there. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can guide it anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. And,
0: and, and they do. Uh, do you feel like uh, when you're pulling in angels and asking them or, gods and uh that you have more extra sensory perceptions
1: yes because i have gotten more in tune that i'm able to talk to them constantly and they're constantly coming to me they're with as
0: as a child or yes oh
1: yes the storyline that i told you when i was a nine-year-old little boy i mean i there's where my life went in and looking at spirits or whatever that was And of course, it's very hard um, to explain to people. Oh, yeah, I was working, playing with my best best friend named Oscar, and they go, "Well, who's Oscar?" Well, it's this old white big guy who's actually hanging with me. That was my spirit guide. That was the Mm -hmm. one that was with me, and I kept on seeing it. I would draw him at school, and they would, the teacher would approach my parents, going like, "Okay, who is this guy?" That's hanging around Ricardo, you know, and it's hard to explain to a teacher, a non-believer that, okay, this is a spiritual guide that belongs to Ricardo. So I've always had these spirits throughout my whole life. I would see them all the time. You know, I know very well that many parents who have young um, children who they're always seeing something. Or you might have a pet, like a cat or a dog, that's always looking around the room, and you're trying to figure out what are they looking at. Mm. They're actually <laughs> looking at those spirits that are hanging around your home. Exactly. Or that's what they're doing. Or the child that draws this stranger. All of a sudden, it's that spirit guy that they're actually working with.
0: So, My, so. my
1: first name, God, was named Oscar.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is that why your email address is... Riga Aus, it's like I was looking at that. Go, oh Rick Ricardo, then gone G O N Gonzalez, and then there's A U S, and I was thinking that was Austin, but no. <laughs> that that is for Austin. But to okay. make you aware, it's about Austin. <laughs> <laughs> How funny! Don't tell everybody, okay? <laughs> okay, I, this this between you and I, and okay, <laughs> and then thousands of people are listening today. That. Right. <laughs> uh, so how do you help other people that want to get that to that reality? Cause you got it and the rest of us, we had to, you know, learn it. <laughs> You're correct.
1: Now let me tell every uh, one more time. I'm going to repeat this one more time. I want you to be aware and I want everybody to be aware as those that are listening and watching, you are psychic. Okay. That intuition That philosophy, that way of thinking has been with you ever since you were born. Now, what happens is a lot of people do have that recognition right off the bat, and some people don't. Even if you're a believer or a non-believer, you still have the psychic abilities. Like I demonstrated earlier today, guys have that gut feeling, and women have that women's intuition. That is a psychic ability. That's what you're connecting to. Yeah. So if you're being told, don't go down that road, it's your psychic abilities that are connecting at the time and telling you that that is not appropriate way for you to go. Yeah. If your psychic abilities tells you, um, you sit down and want to have a salad, but all of a sudden you go, I want French dressing instead of ranch. That's your psychic abilities that are telling you that this is not the right thing for you to eat at the time. So everybody has a skill and talent. Everybody. Now, some people recognize it when they're very young, and some people recognize it when they're mature. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So as time progresses, as the abilities come, become stronger, then they start pulling out of you, and you start asking some basic things. There's something that I've recognized a lot about actually being um, a psychic. And one of them is your sleeping patterns change. Did you know that people who are really psychic or really connected well have sleeping problems? Yes, you can tell the world that it's the fault of the United States or wherever you are. No, it's because the abilities are so strong during the middle of the night than during the day. So as you Hmm. connect, this is where the abilities just start to get stronger. The most strongest point is at 3 a.m. wherever you live. 3 wow. a.m. That's the most strongest. And that's when a lot of psychics have a lot of struggle of trying to fall back to sleep or they toss and turn and trying to figure out what's going on because the connection is so strong during that time period.
0: And, and, that's, like, also, and that's also the high point of our adrenal cycles. Correct. At 4 o'clock. So if we're off and we get psychic stimulations at the, you know an hour before that, that could make it really tough with people with sleep problems so maybe dealing with adrenal might help these and, people as well and,
1: and maybe that's what the problem is they keep complaining or saying i'm having trouble sleeping and they go get it analyzed by the doctor but they don't take the time to learn hmm, it's my psychic ability being turned on during the time period and yeah. they don't they don't you know think that way or maybe they don't understand that that is a possibility Not sure. So that's something that you have to do in analyzing the person. Another thing that I've also learned is people who are very connected, you feel shivers or crawling sensations or tingling or ringing in your ears. People who are very connected, they have these types of emotions that come through the body. That's because the connection is there and the spirit or the universe are trying to talk to you from different angles. And people don't see it that way. We go to our doctor to figure out that I have shivers in the middle of the night. We're not exploring that you're really connecting on a metaphysical level. Now, another thing that people who have who are really connected psychically, they have sudden emotional swings. One minute you're
0: hang on, seven emotional swings.
1: Yes, you do. You have a lot of emotional swings. So let's say this morning you were happy and you wanted to go conquer the world. And then this afternoon, oh, my God, I hate everybody. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. home, or you go have lunch with somebody and you're just so emotional. Or maybe you watch that movie or maybe you watch that drama and you're just starting to cry. Or maybe you sit at home and you cry and you don't know why you're crying. Mm-hmm. These are the actual emotions that are going through, especially if you become more psychic and more connected. And this is one of the actual things that's going on with you. Yeah. Another, another thing that I've learned about being a psychic is old issues keep coming back. Old issues keep coming back. You remember that thing that happened to you when you were 18 years old. Or yeah. your first love affair was. Or maybe you shouldn't have done that. Or you remember that. The other but, day I caught myself laughing at myself. And I'm by myself going like, what am I laughing about? <laughs> you but,
0: know. But I, I think that's more like just being in tune with yourself. That's true. But as a shaman, it works on emotional, stuck emotions, basically. Correct. When you start to have that intimacy with yourself, and that's to me what a psychic is, your body reminds you about what you've not resolved. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes kicks your your butt because Mm -hmm. it says you haven't dealt with that issue yet. So let me guide you to some people that will really trigger it. (laughs) That's true. You'll be attracted to someone and hang out with them and you realize, oh, this is my father (laughs) reenacting.
1: That is true, that's true. it's, yes, uh, sir. And Bart, Bart's very right about the emotional strain of the actual old classic way of emotions coming through. And this is where my services as a curandero comes to because I'll have a lot of clients that come to me and say, oh, I can't let go of that past relationship or what my parents did to me or how much they treated me. And there's where I actually work with them and counsel them and work the feelings out so we could see what's going on. But it's so funny that a lot of times when you learn to release one thing, another thing comes through. And then you learn to release that, and then another mm-hmm. thing comes through. <laughs> I,
0: I see it as, as that you're finally starting to have an intimate relationship with yourself. Oh, yeah. And your body is, and your or this greater self inside of you goes, okay, so you'll resolve that, so let's go to this next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the best way to get you to pay attention to it is, kind of embarrass you. Or, yeah, it
1: really you know, does. Anything. It really does. But you become so mature and so enlightened and you become more psychically balanced and more in tune that it really is well it worth is. the time. It is.
0: Because you get those horizons of clarity and that's <laughs> what being psychic is about, is living in that clarity. Oh, yeah. And, and so another part of it is you have to be a little fearless.
1: Oh, yeah. let well, you're very, very right, Bart. You know, one thing that I've learned in the many years I'm doing this, and I work with a lot of uh, people in this community, I have learned that the best healers are the ones who heal themselves. Mm-hmm. I have learned that, and those people I I go and line up at their tables when I feel and sense that they've accomplished a lot of healing within themselves. You yes. know, but the best healers are the ones who heal themselves.
0: And that, and that goes back to your heart that you talk about as being a cundero or a kundera, mm-hmm. Uh that the more that we're opened in that place in our heart, all its awareness, all of this power and ability show up in bigger ways because mm-hmm. we're just a bigger vessel. Yes,
1: that's well, yes,
0: true. I have a little story here that Carrie Lang, Langdok uh, is sharing with her. And 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 it's about this little girl named Katie, uh, three years old, and she had a, a guide, a little spirit friend named Tommy. And one day, when her mom couldn't find her car in the parking lot, and of course, um, Katie didn't know where it was, but Tommy did. <laughs> he started talking to Katie and said, "It's over there," and of course, there it was. Very good.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just amazing how is that Katie's unconscious? Is that a spirit guide that is, you know, in another realm that has an awareness different from ours? Good question Mm -hmm. to ask. I don't have an answer.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. Like me, I always dealt with Oscar. Throughout my childhood and through my teenage years, Oscar was my friend, my companion. Oscar was the one who would keep me oh. in balance or check. Oscar was the one that if I felt lonely, I knew very well that I had somebody to talk to. Mm. And that was Oscar. So Oscar would always be around. Me. And even in today's world, Oscar is with me. You know, right. I'll ask him, hey Oscar, can you come in? I really need to talk to somebody. And voila, he shows up out of nowhere. And, oh. <laughs> and we have a conversation. In fact, the other day I was driving um, to the grocery store. I was coming back and I'm in the red light and I'm talking to Oscar and my hands are going like this and people are looking at me like, what? There's a crazy guy in the car next door. No, it,
0: you just had a Bluetooth. That's all.
1: Exactly. 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 <laughs> but I'm having a great conversation with Oscar and people are looking at me like, what is that guy doing over there? You know, there's nobody in the car with him. Who is he talking to? So yes, I I blame it on the
0: Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when people come to your school mm-hmm. and they're starting out what do you start them with? What are some of so the first things?
1: Yes, there is a core class that I have everybody to do. And of course, it's a subject that we're talking about right now, and that's psychic development. Because in the belief, and in the uh, 78 years of metaphysical community experience with the people who coach me, they said that psychic abilities is the very first or the root to all other things so if you want to be a reiki master if you want to be a shaman if you want to be a curandero if you want to be a medium if you want to be a tarot card reader you must start with the ground root and the ground root is psychic development so every time i have a student that approaches me for anything they want to talk about i always direct them by doing psychic developments first before we do anything else because you need to know the basic it's like you know you want to make a cake well, if you don't know how to put a recipe together or how to find the ingredients, how are you gonna make that cake taste great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the psychic developments helps you to open up those channels and those ideas. Yeah, And it also yeah. helps you to form your mind in a different way that you need to be. So that's how you be able to communicate, make yourself better and make yourself a better practitioner as time yeah. progresses. You gotta so have me,
0: that ground root. You know- To me, to there's that. a word that I use a lot teaching that is, can you identify or perceive the visceral sensations that go on into your body? Uh, And and so if you are getting a a message that your greater consciousness is telling you, can you know the difference? Is that a fear-based message or is it something that you should be wary of or is it something that is anger or is it something Of another sensation that is showing up. And so that visceral feeling that you get is so important. And and you start to learn, and we just call it feeling, but you know, that's it has a lot of it has a lot of parallels to emotional feeling. Like if you fall in love and that openness in your heart, that is a visceral sensation. Can you also apply that to when you walk into a grocery store and you see somebody and all of a sudden a visceral sensation comes up because you have stepped into that person's world and you're see- seeing their world
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to
0: me it's it's all something that we, we 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 feel inside of us and we learn how to interpret it into a language
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's true that's
1: true And see with the training that you get from psychic abilities, you learn how to in tune to those processes. You learn how to in tune to those emotions. You learn how the right way and how to identify it that is going to be actually reach out to you and make a difference or so you could see a different way. So mm-hmm. we take all the negativity or all the falsification of the information and then we install it back in you, but we do it in a way that you will have that understanding of what that open heart is. What mm-hmm. about being that ability? Why do you have to do that? And you get a lot of questions answered more than anything else, which makes you a bigger and better and stronger second. Yeah.
0: And also another aspect is about being fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in other words, I see so many people uh, who listen to people's problems and they're interacting and they seem to take it on because they say, oh, that's awful, that's terrible as opposed to, no, I'm just having a perception of what your problems are,
1: mm-hmm. and they're
0: not my problems. Therefore, I have no o- obligation to be in ownership of them.
1: That's true. That's why at the end of my sessions, I always tell people, what is mine is mine, and what is yours is yours.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and that helps that situation too. But see, this is what psychic development does. You learn to in tune You learn to look at the processes. You learn what needs to be done. You learn not to take it personally, you know, Mm -hmm. and make it aware that these people have the situation or the problem or whatever they're seeking for, whatever
0: information they're seeking for. Exactly. And as we grow, as as something that you said that I just want to reiterate for the Mm -hmm. audience, is you start to have a growing relationship with a lot of other beings and you learn what they feel like. Sometimes you learn what their voice is because you're a medium and all of this stuff comes through through a voice. But for other people, it might be a vision. It could be just a sensation. It might even come up as your own voice, but it has a very different vibration to it. Mm -hmm. What would kind of be called channeling. Mm-hmm. in some way shape or form but we continually just get a team that grows and grows and grows mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so. always
0: fascinated with who's the team like lately uh, a friend of mine has been encouraging me to bring in my mother and father and grandfather grandmother and ancestors as be a part of my team and they seem to be coming from the same realm as angels, and other beings from those realms that they they come in and help me do things. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's it's, true. It's so amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's something that happens whenever I go into mediumship, where I actually learn how to bring the ancestral, the ancestrals In curanderismo, in we learn how to work with your ancestors. Because we feel and the philosophy that we carry is the ancestors have your backbone or they have your back for whatever needs to happen. So we learn how to work with them. We learn what needs to happen in order for them to be in tune with you to make things bigger, better and stronger. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen for those in to take place.
0: There really there really is. And it's a growing relationship and it's one part of your psychic abilities is that when you have a team they're coming into your reality and expanding what your consciousness is
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're there to help they're there to help and they're going to help you as much as they can yeah so it's a good job if you can actually go that
0: direction you know if there's anything that I would say to people is do not judge whatever you whatever comes in, and have a level of trust with it, even if it doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, continue to ask questions.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: And That's true. What-
1: well, I agree with Bart very much. That is really a key component to really understanding the spiritual life and the metaphysical life and the other things. You really have to do that. I always, I always tell myself, let go of ricardo but move forward and understand what's there and when i go into that process all of a sudden everything starts making sense Mm. everything
0: so do you think your your relationship with higher spirit has evolved and improved since you have taken on this path
1: oh yeah it's become stronger it's become stronger i'm now able to talk to spirit guides angels saints um, relatives from the past to come in and I can actually in tune myself bigger, better, and stronger by working with them. So yeah. I do see myself becoming more stronger. I mean, I, I get woken up at 3.30 in the morning and there's somebody standing at the edge of my bed. You know, and I see them. I see them like I'm looking at you, Bart. I mean, I'm not yeah. seeing them. <laughs> I, I remember one night I was just so dead asleep and there's was like 3.45 and I, and I hear something and I see this person, and I remember I pulled the blankets over my head. I was like, I don't know what this is, and uh, it made me panic right off the bat. But then, I, and then as time progressed, I was like, Wait a minute, you deal with all these spirits all the time. What's the big deal?
0: Yeah, but it yeah. Started
1: me all of a sudden.
0: It, it's so funny. Uh, so, so these, you, you know, I live in two different countries, France and the United States, mm-hmm. and the energies I picked there. Are very different than the United States. And I uh, have a much greater connection to Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and Mother Mary over there. And here it's more earth based and connected with American Indians. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you what do you feel your difference is is between living in Texas and having a heritage of Latin America?
1: Um, It is very, very different. I know very well that here in Texas, I come from West Texas, but I've been living in Austin for 36 years. Now, what I'm seeing is that my understanding of spirituality or humankind is very different than when I go, and I have gone several times to Mexico where my ancestors lived and worked. And I see that the philosophy, the understanding, I see the, 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 way that they see spirit versus the United States people who see it is very, very different than what it is here. And I do have a different feeling from what the United States versus the actual uh, Mexico, the Latin America, it's very, very different in the feelings. And I really cultivate myself to whatever that vibration is, wherever I am. And Mm. it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, and I think that's what's made me stronger because I see it like learning you know, how to speak French or learning how to speak English, you know, you gotta, yeah. you know very well that both of them have a meaning, but they're both pronounced differently, but yet <laughs> you mean the same thing, you know, so that's yeah. basically how I see it, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, really yeah. I'm always fascinated with the Mex- Mexican energies, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: because I've gone a few times, it, it is a very, it, it fascinates me,
1: mm-hmm. and, it is and, Very, and
0: this, and this has been a really fascinating conversation, but Sadly, it has to come to an end. Oh, no. We're coming up to a just getting started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Ricardo, uh, for coming on to the uh, United National Public Radio Network, UNPR, and the uh, UFO Paranormal Network, which is our stations here, uh, that we've been blessed with your presence and all of your knowledge of your life and what you do. I um, hope you can come back again. And I wish you many blessings. Yes. And, well, thank you, Mark,
1: for you inviting me. I appreciate this. And yes,
0: yeah. whenever you yes. want to
1: schedule me again, please, we we will talk again.
0: We'll do. And um, just next week, we have Cledstone Jordan. And we'll be talking about crystal skulls and all of those powers that they embody. So we're going to get a good education on what that is. And so my name is Bart Sharp, the uh, Becoming... Uh, uh, quantum conscious, excuse me, I'm getting stuck on the national, on on the United National Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Network. Uh, We wish you adieu and good tidings until next time. Bye-bye. Bye Bye, y'all.